ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय तथोन्यथाखिंचन यद्विवक्षत Translation. Whatever you desire to describe that is separate in vision from the Lord simply reacts with different forms, names and results to agitate the mind as the wind agitates a boat which has no resting place. Purport Sri Vyasadeva is the editor of all descriptions of the Vedic literatures and thus he has described transcendental realization in different ways, namely by fruitive activities, speculative knowledge, mystic power and devotional service. Besides that, in his various Puranas he has recommended the worship of so many demigods in different forms and names. The result is that people in general are puzzled how to fix their minds in the service of the Lord. They are always disturbed about finding the real path of self-realization. Srila Narada Dev is stressing this particular defect in the Vedic literatures compiled by Vyasadeva, and thus he is trying to emphasize describing everything in relation with the Supreme Lord and no one else. In fact, there is nothing existent except the Lord. The Lord is manifested in different expansions. He is the root of the complete tree. He is the stomach of the complete body. Pouring water on the root is the right process to water the tree, as much as feeding the stomach supplies energy to all parts of the body. Therefore, Srila Vyasadeva should not have compiled any Puranas other than the Bhagavad Purana, because a slight deviation from that may create havoc for self-realization. If a slight deviation can create such havoc, then what to speak of deliberate expansion of the idea separate from the absolute truth personality of Godhead? The most defective part of worshipping demigods is that it creates a definite conception of pantheism ending disastrously in many religious sects detrimental to the progress of the principles of the Bhagavatam, which alone can give the accurate direction for self-realization in, in eternal relation with the personality of Godhead by devotional service in transcendental love. The example of the boat disturbed by whirling wind is suitable in this respect. The diverted mind of the pantheist can never reach the diverted mind of the pantheist can never reach the perfection of self-realization due to the disturbed condition of the selection of object. <clears throat> a poor Vyasadi, he only did what he was supposed to do, and now he's getting a, a lashing, tongue lashing. His, his job is to his very name Vyas means one who divides. He's supposed to divide the Veda to make it uh, and expand on that by giving the Puranas and all the corollary literatures to make it accessible to the people in general. And he's getting blasted for it. You've done wrong. You know. There's no need, Prabhupada writes here, to compel anything else except the Bhagavad Purana as... Bhaktino Thakur also said, that if all the literatures in the world were taken out and destroyed, if the Bhagavad Purana remained, that would be better. 
be no loss. It'll be better. Because this uh, literature means that gives some knowledge or some concept or some entertainment. So Bhagavatam gives the actual knowledge of reality. And some, some feeling where people read for, uh, to get some entertainment, to get the different feelings, they're different. Therefore we have, we have romantic novels, comic literature, pathos, tragedy. So this, but the mundane literatures, they expand the jararas or the the material <coughs> ras, mellow, what the Siddhanta translated this as. Whereas the Bhagavatam, because it's based on reality, it is reality, Bhagavatam is Krishna. Then what is in there is, what is in Bhagavatam, the feelings that are generated from studying in Bhagavatam, from hearing the Bhagavatam, they are the pathos, comedy, <laughs> comedy is also not so much, but or uh, affection, all these different feelings on the, on the purely transcendental platform, is it, which is actually a benefit to the conditioned souls and a benefit to the non-conditioned souls also. Do we need that? Is lights on? You turn this off? Just, just is there light on in there also, or is that the sun coming outside? Mm-hmm. Ah. <clears throat> so Vyasadeva was doing some bridge preaching, as it's commonly known in modern ISKCON parlance, that you don't present the thing as it is, but you present something which is kind of in relation to it, something that will catch people's attention with the idea that you bring them to this stage and then you bring them on to the highest stage of Krishna consciousness. Mm. And that's the, that's the idea of Vedic culture. Vanashamacharavata purushena parafuman vishnur aradyate panta nanya tatto shakaranam. That every, in Vedic culture means. <coughs> The social system is Varnashram. Everyone should engage in that and the, the central object of Varnashram is worshipping Vishnu. Even though it's are demigod worshippers, the demigod worship is actually supposed to be conducted with worship of Vishnu also. So even though uh, they may not understand that because they have a different idea. The demigod worshippers have a different idea. Lord Vishnu is known as Yagyeshva, so there's some kind of role he has just so it's, they don't re- really understand what the purpose of the, the, the lack of understanding means that that uh, they're misled, even though they perform activities which are supposed to be for their uplift. But at least it, the idea is to prepare them for receiving Krishna consciousness, which no amount of karma, jnana, or yoga can prepare one for Krishna consciousness, because bhaktya sanjatya bhaktya. Bhakti comes from bhakti also. And more specifically, bhakti comes from bhaktas, or the devotees. So, if one is following the Vedic culture, then he's, the idea is that 
he'll, if he's following the Vedic culture but not in Krishna consciousness, then the idea is that he'll be more uh, be prepared to receive the message of the Bhagavatam. Message of pure devotion to Krishna. However, uh, that's often not true. It's often not so. We find that there are so many personal, just like Nara is instructing Vyasadeva here, he also instructed Daksha, and Daksha was, uh, Daksha wasn't ready to receive any such instruction. He was part of a very important part of the Vedic culture. I mean, he's a very, very major figure. From Daksha came so many different uh, great important personalities. But uh, he, he wasn't ready to hear the message of Nara. He, he was upset. He didn't like it. He thought Narada is spoiling everything. Spoiling my sons. They're going to have good careers. Go ahead and be respectable members of society. And this Narada just comes along and spoils them and shaves them up and sends them, puts a big bag in their hand and sends them back to Godhead. So it's, it's not necessarily true that if the, the, the concepts which are derivable from, it's not necessarily true that, that that the Vedas will give us a, the Vedic path is one of gradual elevation. It, it depends a lot on the, on the attitude of the individual. But mostly the, 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 the Vedic literatures are compiled in a way to uh, attract people at different, uh, and engage people at different levels of realization. But they tend to become fixed in that misconception. Uh, what is that? Yepi. That wasn't the verse I was looking for, but I'll say it anyway, because it is related. That uh, those who worship other gods, Krishna says, they, they worship me, but without proper understanding. So it is worship of Krishna, but it's, it's indirect. Then, uh, what was that other one? Tasya Tasya Achalam. How does that verse begin? How's that verse begin? Huh? I can't remember. Anyway, the, the purport is that uh, Krishna says those those who worship uh, various gods, various demigods being misguided in doing so, hmm, we got to know where it is. Ah, here it is. Yo yo yang yang tanun bhakta shadhe achita mitchiti tasya tasya achalam shadham taleva vidya vidya ah taleva vidya thamiyaham. These are those who worship various demigods. Why do they worship in the previous verse? Kama is tais tais vidyana. Uh, because to fulfill materialistic desires. So why, uh, what happens is that they worship those various demigods and Krishna says, I make their faith strong. I as this Paramatma make their faith strong. So that's true of whatever concept one may hold. That uh, Krishna, he's... He's situated everyone's heart. And from him comes 
knowledge, remembrance and forgetfulness. So when we desire to forget Krishna, Krishna helps us. Because we want. He doesn't forcefully bring us to him. He, uh, he, to a large extent, he leaves the job of delivering the conditioned souls to his devotees. That is the glory of the, of the preacher, Krishna, works through the preacher to change the mind of those whose mind is made strongly against Krishna consciousness with the help of Paramatma. So the, it's true that the Vedic, certainly the Vedic culture is elevated and, and it's meant to elevate us to Krishna consciousness, but in and of itself it doesn't. Now, if Vyasadev had the, here, we, we see one side that he's being scolded for having compiled so many books which don't clearly delineate the supremacy of, of Krishna and the uh, one only or the, 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 the single need of the jiva to worship Krishna. He doesn't have any other needs. Dharma, artha, kama, moksha, these are not needs. They are, they are, not, they are imagined needs for persons who do not realize that they need Krishna. There's no need to strive for dharma, artha, kama, moksha because dharma is only factually fulfilled when we worship Krishna. All other dharmas are, are simply perversions of actual dharma. And as far as artha, then Krishna himself says that ananyas chintayanto maang yejanaf paryapasate teshaam nityabhiyuktanam yoga kshimam for those who are single-pointedly dedicated to me, I provide everything that they need. There's no need for endeavor for economic development. And as far as calm is con- concerned, desire, a, a devotee doesn't desire anything separate from Krishna and he's fully satisfied in serving Krishna. He, does, he doesn't need to desire separately from Krishna. And indeed, his, his desire to serve Krishna is the very symptom of his disease and the cause of his bondage in this material world. As far as moksha is concerned, that's also automatically taken care of by Krishna consciousness. Muktir rupam vyava Liberation means to be situated in one's original position of service to Krishna. So, moksha, if we, that is which is conceived of separately from Krishna, that's maya. Just like here in the verse. Today, Narad Muni says, Whatever you desire to describe that is separate in vision from the Lord simply reacts with different forms, names and results to agitate the mind as the wind agitates a boat which has no resting place. So that desire for moksha, they, 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 the moksha kamshis, those who wish to be, to be free from the bondage of this material world, they want to be free from maya, but the desire to be liberated without the serving Krishna, that's also Maya. So they don't really know what Maya is. Because we have to what is Maya? Maya means just like it's stated here is practically parallel that Krishna says that the Maya is my is my energy by which the conditioned soul conceives of anything as being separate from me because everything is there's nothing but Krishna there's nothing separate from Krishna seeing anything as separate from Krishna that is Maya 
It may seem like it has some substance, but it has no more substance than the, the, the slight reflection in the darkness. So, uh, there's no need to pursue all these things. The only real need, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made clear, Pancham Purushartha, the fifth need of the uh, living being, is praying. Prema Prayojan, our real need is praying, love for Krishna. That, uh, what is that? Krishna Vishaya Prem, Pancham Purushartha, Jara Age Trina Tulla Chari Purushartha. It said that the, the real, uh, the real need of the living being, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, is love of Krishna. And in comparison to this, Dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha are just like some straw, insignificant. So, uh, therefore, Vyasadeva is being scolded while he's doing his job. Now, it, it often is seen that in Krishna conscious understanding, it's often seen that uh, there is more than one perspective on any issue and that what is sometimes considered bad can from another perspective be considered good. It all has to be considered in what is good and what is bad that has to be understood in terms of um, Development of Krishna consciousness. What is anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjan? What is favorable for advancement in Krishna consciousness? What is detrimental to that? Everything should be understood. Even the Vedic injunctions. We have to follow Shastra, but the Vedic injunctions should be considered in terms of whether this activity is actually conducive for my development in Krishna consciousness or not. In the beginning, one doesn't have the discrimination cannot clearly understand. Therefore, Bhaktinam Thakur says that in the beginning stages, one should continue to follow the rules and regulations of Shastra, even those which are opposed to Krishna consciousness. In the beginning stage of devotional life, until we develop the, the clear discrimination of what is favorable and what isn't, better we follow everything, because we, if we try to <coughs> discriminate ourselves, then uh, we, we, we may start throwing out the... The, uh, the things which are actually required. I, and there may be other reasons for this also, that it may, in the beginning, one is not ready to uh, cause the social disturbance that is, that is caused by, in uh, Hindu society, by not following all the rigid rules of the smartas, which one, everyone is expected to follow. So, what is favorable for Krishna consciousness and uh, what isn't, that has to be understood. And based on that, uh, we can understand what is good and what isn't. But then it may be different for different people. Just like uh, if someone is newly coming to Krishna conscious and they tell us, well, now I'm chanting one round daily. We say, oh, that's very good. It's very good. And then if, if an initiate devotee comes and tells us, I'm chanting one round, and they say, what? Why are you chanting 16 rounds? So the same thing. They're both jivas. But one say, I'm chanting one round, very good. The other says, I'm chanting one round, very bad. So, that's just an example to show how 
worshipping demigods and uh, following the Vedic path, which is not directly the path of Krishna consciousness. Here Narada Muni is saying very bad. But in comparison, if we if we see someone who's following the Vedic path uh, compared to the life of an average New Yorker, for instance, just because we happen to be in New York, then uh, it's very good. Sometimes our devotees they say, "Oh, smarter, smarter, oh, smarter." Oh. We don't like smarters, but they don't realize actually smarters the in, in comparison in, in in comparison to us in many ways because we never learned even Vaishnav Smriti what to, we never learned how to follow that so uh, in many ways they're they're leading a very pure and religious life and certainly a very moral life if they're actually smarters so we are very elevated and cultured. Nowhere, not Krishna conscious, maybe, but in, t- in comparison with the, the like that, the average person off the street in New York, are very highly cultured, religious, and purified in their habits, and moral in so many ways, so much good qualities. But if we compare to Krishna consciousness, the, to act pure devotional service, and then, the, then the, we can say they're barking up the wrong tree because they're following all these religious processes, but. It's not going to carry them back to Krishna. In fact, the smarter outlook is so much condemned because it's antithetical to Krishna. It shouldn't be, but the way it's often observed or followed in the world is. So, um, here it's suggested that there should only be the Bhagavad Purana, but the, the problem here is that uh, if it's... Uh, Bhagavad Purana is uh, it's highly, es- highly esoteric and Vedang Vasa, what is that? Paramo Nirmat Saranam Satam. It's meant for persons of the topmost Paramahamsas, or at least those who are desirous to come to that position. So, who can appreciate this? It's, uh, it, it's uh, people are a long, long way from understanding or having entrance into this pure devotional service. So, the, the Vedic culture, it, it does prepare one, although I was just saying that it, it, it may tend to uh, mislead one, but at the same time there is a certain preparation for Krishna consciousness. And we can factually see that in uh, Hindus, that in the Hindu society. That we can generally say that it's very clear that in general, Hindus are more inclined to Krishna consciousness than non-Hindus. There's some, as a general statement, it's, it's at, at least in a in a in some form of Krishna consciousness, they may like their Ganesh pujas and everything mixed up, which it's not really the business of this. Not really, not at all the business of Islam to provide for all this. We're not supposed to keep them as pantheists and Hindus forever. We're supposed to teach them what is pure devotional service. But there's some kind of there's some kind of inclination is definitely there. That's undeniable. So uh, it's a good start, we could say. And if you you can, uh, if we, persons who have that inclination, if they can take association of devotees and be trained in in, in the principles of shuddha bhakti, 
then uh, and understand that by by nityam bhagavata sevaya by regularly hearing the bhagavata that uh, that although the culture that they're brought that they're raised in is is very good it includes the inclination to Krishna but the the concepts that many of the concepts that come along with it are not on the platform of the absolute truth they're almost demigod worship and uh, so if they can understand that then they can become pure devotees so it's a very easily I mean they'll more easily take to the chanting and as is well known in these western countries they're more inclined to give donations which is good for them if we engage the money in promoting pure devotional service if we engage the money in in catering to their pantheistic tendencies so they'll give more money then it defeats the whole purpose and we also become Hindus uh, with <laughs> we go down to their level and that's the danger of bridge preaching what, what we call bridge preaching that, that uh, instead of bring, if, if we don't bring people onto the other side of the bridge that means we're both stuck on the bridge and we're supposed to cross over to the Krishna conscious side if, if the bridge means on one side there's non-Krishna consciousness on the other side there's Krishna consciousness and we want to bring people over so they, we think well let's, well let's make a bridge we'll talk about UFOs or Ayurveda or astrology or some such thing and uh, in this way we'll attract their interest and then we'll bring them to Krishna consciousness but often it's found that the, the, the same problem is, is being described here that we just go onto the bridge and we stay on the bridge with them or sometimes we cross back over to the other side with them so <laughs> these are some of the dangers and difficulties Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur especially he was not at all in favor of bridge preaching they didn't have any such term in those days that was invented later but he said that the only duty of the sadhu is to speak the truth in the most unequivocal manner possible absolutely straightforward without consideration of time, place or circumstance that means just everyone you see punch them in the face more or less with Krishna consciousness, give them a good blast. So, the, the, so it's that was his policy, and, and it appeared to be very aggressive. Because the, 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 the I'm trying to remember the exact words as, as translated in the harmonies that the pronouncements of the sadhu they may appear very aggressive, but it, it only appears aggressive because the materialist feels actually it's it's the highest nectar. But it appears aggressive to the non-devotees because it appears to, it is actually an attack on their, on everything they, that they're attached to. And they, therefore they feel it as aggressive. But it's, it's merely stating straightforwardly what is required for them. But because they, they think, well, I've got my, all my, all my material ambitions and attachments and he's t- telling me it's all nonsense. I have to give it up and surrender to Krishna. And it appears, very aggressive, but it, it, it's simply <coughs> stating the fact. Just like if, if someone's got a big boil on their forehead, and you tell them you've got a big boil on your forehead, and they get upset, and they're, they're stupid, they're really stupid. So it's the same thing. The, the, to speak the truth, it's not popular. But truth is the truth, and and if we speak anything else, but it is the problem in bridge preaching is that we immediately we're, we're not speaking on the platform of truth. 
in the same uh, it doesn't have the power to bring one to Krishna consciousness it's not even it, by definition it's not meant to bring one to Krishna consciousness but to bring one to a stage whereby one can be gradually brought to Krishna consciousness but the, 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 the problem is that is that speaking some, some half truth uh, we become accustomed to that it's so much easier just to speak the half truth and then people oh okay all right could accept that so we become accustomed to uh, to meeting people at a at a halfway level and, and we tend to think that just well being just being nice and making good relationships and having making a good impression that's preaching if people like us that's good they, they like us uh, People like a lot of people in New York at the moment like the Republican Party with this convention going on, and a lot of them, uh, anyway, it's Democrat. It's a, it's a it's a it's a Democrat stronghold. So a lot of people like Democrats. So so the reason they like, they like them are not very good reasons. So that people like us is not in and of itself a sign that we're on the right track if they like if they if they like us and know what we stand for and like us that's very good but if they don't know what we stand for and they just like us and it, it's not very meaningful and and if we if we bend ourselves to suit what they like then we're in trouble so the uh, clear pronouncement of the absolute truth that is required because this whole world the whole atmosphere is one of untruth. And even for ourselves, if, we, if we're not constantly speaking Krishna Kirtan, Krishna Kirtan, that means not only Nam Kirtan, but, but Bhagavatam, speaking Bhagavad Kata, that is Kirtan. Vayasaki, Shukadeva Goswami is glorified as the, as the, uh, as the symbol of Kirtan. He was speaking Bhagavatam. Not singing. Otherwise, we have Narad Muni, Bajai, Vina, Radhika, Ramananame. You might have thought that Narad Muni would be the the selected devotee that that, that, that Rupa Goswami selected to to uh, demonstrate the principle of Kirtan, but he, he selected Shukadev Goswami. So, if we're not constantly speaking Kirtan, glorifying Krishna, uh, then we then it's Akirtan. Non-kirtan. Kirtan means kirti, to glorify Krishna, to, to state the glories of Krishna. <coughs> so uh, there's akirti, apakirti. There's non-glory or non or, or opposite or uh, apparent but not actual. So there's apakirtan. It's, it's, it's not actually preaching if, if one is not speaking. Krishna Kata, there are two kinds of Krishna Kata. Krishnasya Kata, Krishna Vishaya Kata. Krishnasya Kata, that which, which is directly spoken by Krishna. And Krishna Vishaya Kata, that which is spoken about Krishna in Parampara system. This is Krishna Kata. And anything apart from that is not Krishna Kata. And it has the tendency, the, the tendency of speaking that is to bind us in illusion. To, to bind us in concepts of this material world. Now, pure devotees, they may also speak on apparently mundane topics such as history, science, 
geography and so on. But they do so <coughs> seeing the and not only seeing, but they do so in doing so they demonstrate its relationship with Krishna. Just like Prabhupada would sometimes talk about history, especially Indian history. Quite often actually. And often devotees would bring interesting snippets from the news to Prabhupada. There's interesting things like now the scientists are talking about producing food from stool or food from oil and all these. And and they they would bring all these points to Prabhupada and await Prabhupada's comments which would inevitably throw light on all these activities of materialists from the Krishna conscious point of view. So, so many. This material world, it's uh, it's an unusual place, interesting place. Keshav Tua Jagat Vichitra. This book, you know, Thakur says, it's a, it's a strange place. This, this material, this, this universe, it's a strange place. So, the, the, how to see everything? in relation with Krishna and Krishna consciousness. How are you going to do that in New York? If you're in Vrindavan, it's, it's pretty difficult to forget Krishna. Well, it's not so difficult for the conditions songs, but it's certainly a lot easier to remember Krishna because everywhere there are devotees and temples and, and Leela Stali's places connected with Krishna's pastimes. So it's, it's Vrindavan itself is one big Udipana or mm. stimulus remembering Krishna. But where is that in New York? What, uh, everywhere we see there's, every, there's nothing but the, the loud propaganda that this, this material world is a place for our enjoyment and exploitation. How are we going to see Krishna everywhere? Well that we, we can see from the example of Prabhupada how he saw Krishna everywhere. And he saw Krishna and everything. He saw the, the the philosophy of Krishna consciousness demonstrated in everything. Just like, for instance, Prabhupada was walking in a park and um, Prabhupada pointed his cane. Uh, there, there was, he saw underneath a tree there, there, there was uh, some compounded bird droppings. So Prabhupada pointed his cane and said, like what does this mean? I didn't know what to say. I think it may be the the way the bird droppings have fallen has some kind of mystic significance or <laughs> something. You know, like they have this, they read the tea leaves. That must be completely bogus. <laughs> People are so gullible, they're reading the tea leaves. Anyway, the devotees didn't know what to say. So Prabhupada said, this shows, this bird, these birds have attached when they come to pass stool in the same place every day. They're attached to passing stool in this spot. There's so many trees with so many branches, but they feel, I must, they're attached, I must come here and pass stool. This is my place for passing stool. So he was able to see Bhagavad philosophy in bird stool. Even in stool you can see Krishna. Actually Krishna is everywhere. He's not stool, we should be very careful how we understand this. But he is in every atom and, and, uh, Everything we can see in relationship with Krishna, if we have that vision. Yogam pasiti sarvatra sarvam chamai pasiti tasyang na pranashami sachame na pranashati. Krishna says, for one who sees me in everything and everything in me, I am never lost to him, and he is never lost to me. 
So this vision can be attained by one who is absorbed in Bhagavata. This is our spiritual food, Srimad Bhagavata. This is Vyasadeva's mature contribution, Vedam Vastavam Atra Vastu. This is the this is the actual essence of the Vedas. Everything else which is in the Vedas, it's not really Ved. It, it can be Aparavidya. It's, it's knowledge on, on the lower level, or on the non-transcendental level. But actual knowledge means that which is given in Srimad Bhagavata. So this is, this knowledge we need to imbibe because in this material world, Everything we see and everything we do, and especially in a big materialistic city like New York, um, there's everywhere there are advertisements and the, 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 the way people dress and act and walk and talk. I was talking yesterday about culture. It all reinforces the outlook that everyone collectively shares that this material world is a place for our enjoyment and exploitation. So unless we're fixed in the in the understanding of the real truth that this is a place for your suffering you cannot enjoy we cannot there's no question of our actual exploiting there's only we can only attempt to do so reality is Krishna unless we see that then the tendency will be to see everything outside of relationship with Krishna which is mine and we become entangled in that that's why it's recommended go to Vrindavan go to Mayapur take advantage of that atmosphere. But those who have to preach Krishna consciousness, they have to come to the city. They have to see Krishna. If we don't see Krishna, how can we preach? We won't be preached. We'll be preached too. And we'll, by the forces of Maya, and we'll fall victim. So we have to be very strong by uh, understanding the message of Krishna as it is. As given by Vyasadeva, as given by all the Acharyas, as given by Prabhupada. In these purports, then we can see Krishna in everything. Krishna is everywhere. And if we see Krishna by the process of hearing about it, then we'll be able to see Krishna everywhere. Whereas the uh, non-devotee, he can't see Krishna anywhere. He's determined not to. Even if we try to show, here is Krishna, he won't see Krishna. He'll say, show me God. And even Krishna is everywhere for those who have the eyes to see. But for those who demand, show me God, they can never see, because they don't want to see. Even if they see, even if you show directly Krishna, they won't believe, oh, I don't believe this is God. Because they don't believe in God, then how are they going to believe? They're determined not to. Matiyana Krishna paratasrata itobibadyeta grihavratanam They've made a, a very strong vow that I shall not be Krishna conscious under any circumstance. I won't even admit that there's a possibility of, of such a state of consciousness. The, the, the life is simply meant for sense enjoyment, and, and for, for enjoying the uncontrolled senses. So they think like this, but as a result, they simply enter into the darkest ignorance and chew the chewed over again in the name of enjoying this material world. So Vyasadeva is getting a scolding. He didn't compile the Srimad Bhagavata. And Prabhupada would also, just like Narada was scolding Vyasadeva, he would, Prabhupada was often, he would sometimes scold his disciples. You're not reading my books. I only complained against my disciples. He said, you're not reading my books. 
So there may be so many things to read. Krishna conscious literatures also. And non Krishna conscious literatures. There are many things which, which can be useful for, uh, especially those for those who are preaching in this world. They, they, even the newspaper can, can be useful because we can, we can relate our preaching to, to, to that's, we can say, bridge preaching. <laughs> we can relate just like a, this material world is full of suffering. We can say, just like Iraq, what's going on in Iraq? Or we can, you see, there's some story in the newspaper that uh, they, they give some stories, some, some wedding party, a very nice young man married a very nice young girl, and it was so nice, and then they, as they were driving back from the marriage, their car skidded off the road and they were, they merged into the body of the car. It all became one. In other words, they got killed. And so we can say, so just see, and then everyone will be told, oh, I saw it in the newspaper, oh, how, how sad, and so you see, there's a material world. We can relate the teachings of Bhagavatam to that. But, uh, that's all right, we can study, I'm, I'm reading at the moment a book on the history of science, which is going to be useful for my preaching in India, because the young, educated people there are, very much enamored by science. Just like Sadhaputa Prabhu said to me last time I saw him, which was quite a few years ago, he was in India, that he said, in, in his estimation, the uh, the main god in the Hindu pantheon at the moment, it is assumed the primary importance is science. As I often say in India, it gets a laugh. And it's, it gets a laugh because people can recognize the truth of it. That if we, if we quote Sri Bhagavan Uvacha, no one will be interested. Ah, what's this? But if we say Sri Scientist Uvacha, oh yes, oh, we have, oh yes, must be going, then they'll believe it. So, so, uh, if, if we, if we know some things about science and this and that, it's very impressive to them. Oh, He's saying, he's talking about science. Oh, he must know what he's talking about. <laughs> they have that faith. And they, they, they find it interesting. If we just come in and immediately say, Sri Bhagavan Uvacha, then, then immediately uh, they'll pack up their books and walk out, in many cases, literally. So, so that could be called to be some kind of bridge preaching. Which we asked that they did, but at the same time, they're, they're dangerous. Though. We have to see that if we if we read so many things, uh, if we're not very firmly fixed in Bhagavad philosophy, which comes by Nitkam Bhagavad Seva, regularly studying Bhagavad Kata as received in, in pure parampara, then we we start to imbibe the attitudes and beliefs of the non-devotees. It's very dangerous, because then we're in mind. We're not being become Krishna conscious. Because the non-devotee, by definition, is not Krishna conscious. So we should uh, understand very clearly what our necessity is, what, what, what is the value of Bhagavata. Even if we don't study anything else, uh, Bhagavatam, and it's even in the water stream of Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita itself is 
complete for all preaching in all times, places and circumstances because the Bhagavad Gita describes the position of this material world from Krishna's perspective which means the complete and perfect perspective it, des- it describes for the benefit of the of the conditioned souls how we can come out of this material world by thinking of Krishna Krishna's last instruction always think of me and become my devotee of course Bhagavatam is very useful for helping us to think about Krishna because it gives us more subject matter on the same topic of Bhagavad Gita more information and understanding about Krishna and who is he more about personal information about Krishna so these literatures Gita, Bhagavatam Chaitanya Charitamrita by which we can actually understand Srimad Bhagavatam we cannot actually understand Srimad Bhagavatam without Chaitanya Charitamrita is why, is why Prabhupada gave the introduction of the Srimad Bhagavatam a, a short overview of the pastimes and teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu we can understand to some extent as that Magvachara described but actually Bhagavatam can only be properly understood through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that's another whole big subject so this is required and Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu which uh, puts uh, all the teachings about Bhakti and the Bhagavatam into uh, into perspective and teaches us how to practically act in Krishna's service and how to practically follow the path of Bhakti Yoga so these literatures are essential and there are many other literatures also written by Prabhupada, written by previous Acharyas, written by present devotees so these are all these are all the subject matter of Krishna consciousness which we which we need to imbibe so that we can fulfill Krishna's instruction to us which is meant for our benefit shunume paramam vachaha yate ham hitakamaya Krishna says you listen to this which is my topmost instruction I'm speaking this because I desire your benefit and what is that manmanabha always think of become my devotee so we can do so by understanding Bhagavatam and anything else has the tendency to disturb our mind or to divert it to various other subject matters whereas Bhagavatam if we read Bhagavatam our mind is not going to be diverted to other subject matters it's going to be concentrated on Krishna because Bhagavatam is Krishna Bhagavatam is the Krishna in literary form so Krishna has various forms in the form of the deity we uh, offer food to him dress him and so on in the form of prasad uh, we taste him in the form of his name we hear him and in the form of the Granta Bhagavat the book Bhagavatam we receive messages of Krishna we, we find the description of Krishna it it satisfies the intellectual propensity and refines our uh, emotions so that our thoughts are on Krishna thoughts they can be analyzed in yeah, there, there's even they talk about this the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain all this uh, of course Bhagavatam has got nothing to do with the brain but uh, 
they analyze that one side is for analytical thinking and the other is for intuitive thinking and emotions like that. So, so Bhagavatam is that philosophy and rasa. Tatvagyan and rasa. So Tatvagyan, Bhagavat Tatvagyana Mukta Sangasya Jayate. By hearing Bhagavatam, we get scientific knowledge of the topics of Bhagavan, which fully satisfies us intellectually. Not only satisfies us intellectually, but we become convinced of the reality of Krishna. And then, uh, Bhagavat is Rasa Shastra. It is the ba- there are so many Rasa Shastras. The Bhagavatam is the basis of all Rasa Shastras. So this Bhagavatam is... <coughs> Meant for rasik devotees, that our emotions, our, our feelings, our attitudes—that is—that uh, comes under the heading of rasa. So, uh, Krishna in the form of Bhagavatam, just like as name we hear him as. Prasad, we taste him. As deity, we serve him in various ways. And as Bhagavatam, we understand him and interact with him. So we need Bhagavatam, not any other Shastra. Hare Krishna. Is there any question about this? Is there a question? What's the question? Well, I, I did cover this topic in the class. It may be difficult to understand, but I did cover that in a little detail. Because the jivas want to be bewildered, Krishna helps them. But along with the bewilderment, he gives the opportunity and even some little trick to bring them to him. But if they're adamant not to, then Matiana Krishna Paratasvatola. They will not be, if they're determined not to. Krishna doesn't force them to be Krishna conscious. Now we're questioning Krishna's motives. Krishna is the, the deepest thinker, he, he understands. This situation, he understands everything better than we can. So, even to analyze the, the mind of, uh, of an insignificant living being, there, there, there is this science, psychoanalysis to do so, but it's a very imperfect science. What do you say? No, they teach you that at all? No. Ah. Simplify now, mm-hmm. You say things over and over to yourself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
want to understand the mind of God. His rascal, who was that, Stephen Hawking, finished off his book, A Brief History of Time, purporting that to understand the mind of God. He doesn't believe in God. Science is his God. So, uh, exactly why this is, it may be difficult for us to understand, but as in everything in Krishna consciousness, we can understand it by under, by accepting it. And gradually understanding will come. If we understand that my understanding is incomplete, my, the, my, my understanding, for, for one point it's subjective, and I'm just a tiny jiva, so who am I to make judgments anyway? And then also my, my consciousness is contaminated. So, so uh, if I don't understand it, that we should understand that's due to, to my lacking. Not that Krishna's wrong, but my understanding is lacking. So with that attitude, if we accept that God is good, even if I can't understand how he's good, if we accept that, then we can gradually or actually almost instantly understand. So many bad things may happen to us. Apparently bad things. But if we accept it's not bad, actually, it's all Krishna's mercy on me. This uh, Kirtananda Maharaj, that's his, like his main point, which he was saying again and again. Thank you, Krishna, for, for, what, for what is, for now as it is, whatever it is. Whatever it is then we can see Krishna in everything. And how what Krishna is giving to us is the, the best possible situation. If I can see it like that, however apparently bad it may be, then we'll always be Krishna conscious. And we'll see, instead of seeing this is unfavorable, this situation is unfavorable, we'll see how we can be Krishna conscious in it. Actually, that's uh, that's Paramahamsa platform. And in general, for, for Madhya Madhikari, we should see Anukalyasya Sankalpa, Pratikalyasya Vajram, to accept what is favorable for our advancement and to reject that which is unfavorable and to to make discrimination, just like who is who is a devotee and whose association you take, who, who I should take, who is a non-devotee and whose association I should not take. But for one who is a perfect devotee, there's nothing inauspicious in the world. Anyway, he sees the goodness of Krishna and everything. 